Good day, listeners. Welcome to today's episode, the Black History Month and Valentine's Day special of Say Word. Say Word is a podcast we started. The goal is to inform, offer diverse perspectives, and add a touch of humor where appropriate to events happening in Toronto and in our world that our viewers can connect with. We started this podcast to give thoughtful and purposeful perspectives. Toronto is home to us all, hence the name, and we want to leave you with content that is a good use of your time. I'm your host, Hirsch, a.k.a. Hamas Bay, filling in for our esteemed host, Ahmed, who sends his regards and will be back for our next episode. Helping me make today's episode a success are a few special guests. My great honor and happy privilege to introduce the first ladies of Say Word. We have my wife, Eloia, and Badr's wife, Zenny, joining us. They are the heroes behind the scenes of the podcast, successful and inspirational in their own right and are here today to make sure that our conversation is done avec class. Thank you both for taking the time out of your busy schedules to join us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, hi everyone. Thank you guys, thank you guys for joining us. We also have the Mandem joining us. We got Lerone, AKA Air Fryer Pappy. <laughs> we got Hassan, AKA Hair Long Enough to Properly Rock the Oh, let's do it, oh, okay, okay. So we're still waiting to see that Hassan, your hair is, uh, you can make a use of that Afro pick. And Batter, a.k.a. still surprised his prediction to burn down the RT came to fruition. I just made that one up. You saw that, right? I feel like they're listening, fam. I feel like they're listening. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, hope you guys are all keeping well and safe. I've been looking forward to this episode all week, and I think it should be a fun one. I wanted to start off the episode just asking you guys about how you feel about Black History Month being in February when it's cold as brick. Um, I have my own reservations, but I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts because I've always thought it was a bit of a travesty having it in February. As the late great Whitney Houston said, we need a longer month. We need a longer month. Black History Month, we, we need like a whole be, year. We, we need a, a Black History month. Year. How about Black History Year yeah. for one year? Yeah. 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 So. yeah. Glaringly, 28 days only. It's unfortunate. I mean, in North America, it just feels like... You can't really get together. It's a cold time of year. We got it's commercialized like crazy because you got the Super Bowl, you got Valentine's Day. So Black History Month has always seemed a bit like an afterthought. Um, I know it's getting a little bit more attention this year, but I don't know. We just can't like get around to gather anything. Yeah, for me, it's like like I, I appreciate it. It's cool to see, but all the imagery around Black um, Black History Month just is pretty much relegated to like slavery and people who you know did things in the civil rights era and stuff so it kind of just it, it's it's good it's 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 a good way to acknowledge what's done but i don't relegate our history to one month so i mean it's cool for what it is but yeah it's not something that i look forward to and i kind of like hold dear yeah i think it kind of creeps up on us you know and yeah. i guess i'm more apathetic than most i guess but it's been an interesting year. It's been an interesting uh, time for Black people, especially. But uh, hopefully we figure out new ways to celebrate this month. Yeah, my gripe is not so much with the longer month as a warmer month. I have my gripe with winter, right? So, But I think LeBron James' notion, because I think in an interview he recently said that Black History Month is every day in his family and his close circle and celebrates Black excellence all throughout the year. So it's kind of cool that there's a month dedicated to it. but it's something that I feel like we've always had contention with because historically it just hasn't been emphasized in school. It's always like it's Black History Month. Now moving on to our lesson of the day, you know, like not too much time spent on it anyway. Yeah. Or like the regular scheduled assemblies that they would have in school. You're Ooh, like, okay, you yeah, kind of yeah. through those kind of thing. Unless you yeah. have the responsible teacher leading yeah. uh, who is Black himself or herself. They always remind you about that one was it Ferguson Jenkins, the baseball player? You got Anson Carter, the hockey player. So we get like the 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 heavy hitters, right? But it's like remembering those histories is like celebrating it, you know, like not letting you know places like Africville be forgotten by people today. Not letting people forget, you know, that Black people have been here much longer than people let on, you know. So yeah, heavy thoughts, heavy thoughts. Very well said, Batter. Uh, to lighten up the mood a bit, we're going to start off with our fun topics. Um, as you all know, Valentine's Day is upon us. It brings with us a range of emotions, including love, happiness, or apathy, or jealousy, or resentment, 
depending on your circumstances. And if you're dating a Toronto man, maybe a mix of all of the above. Just to take a step back and note the origins of Valentine's Day, I'll give you the explain like I'm five summary I caught from Reddit. So shout out to Mason11987 for this. Valentine's Day was a feast day for St. Valentine originally, who was said to have been imprisoned for performing marriages for Roman soldiers, which was illegal at the time, possibly around the 5th century. It morphed into a day for romantic love around the 12th century, and the presenting of flowers and cards and stuff came around the 18th century. Some people lament that it's too commercialized, mostly while scrambling to get their lady something last minute. I think this year they may have found it even harder as we are dealing with the flower supply shortage. So many flowers are imported to Ontario from Ecuador and Colombia, but with COVID restrictions, there's been a lot of shortages. This is at a time when demand is booming since people want to send flowers to friends and loved ones that they can't spend time with. An option for those who want an easier time securing that special bouquet is Raba. We still buy the Raba? which is not just a local grocery store, but a neighborhood store known for its floral arrangement, according to its website. I don't know about all that, to be honest, but I wanted to ask our ladies on the episode, if we were down bad and Rabba was really our only option, would you care if our Valentine's arrangement came from there? And do you feel like it was an afterthought if it came from a grocery store? You could just be plainly honest. Oh, I'll let you start. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, if you're down bad, then I think that if you're with somebody who, who already loves you, that they would understand and they would appreciate whatever you get them from, from the rabba. Mm. But I mean, it, it really does depend on the, the girl. If it's, if it's like your first Valentine's Day together and you guys are a new relationship. I mean, it depends on what kind of woman you're dealing with. If you're dealing with like a 29 year old refined woman with good taste, yeah. then she might have a problem with it. But if you're dealing with like a younger person who's more simple, then they wouldn't know that it would be the same difference. Like me now at my big age, I could tell the difference between Raba mm -hmm. and Blooms or Rose Flowers. Okay, that was warning <laughs> shots. Okay. <laughs> yeah, come correct, Hirsch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I haven't uh, taken a look at their floor arrangement. Before we propose this as a question, I didn't even know Raba had flowers. I went on the flowers on the side. Yeah, yeah, the, the little, little flowers. They love flowers. You know the the ones that the guys outside the club sell? <laughs> they have everything. They have plants too. Literally anything that you might need at two AM you can get it at Rabba. So Zenny, would you accept them? Listen, Rabba flowers are for like Wednesdays or like know. Thursdays. Yeah. You know? On big occasions, uh, especially when you've been with someone for a long time. No. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> if it's beautiful and the guy at Rabba just has like a really good dealer from Ecuador or Colombia and was able to source it, do you think there's any way that if you just weren't told that it was from Rabba, like you're 100% that you can you tell? You can tell that it's from Rabba. Mm. <laughs> yeah, everything from the wrapping to the flower itself, you could tell that it's from Rabba. Better to save your money and then get a, a nice uh, arrangement. Mm. Unless you want to finesse it with like a nice buzz um, and, you know, present it really nice. But within a day, we'll know. Yeah. We'll oh, know. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I'm feeling Please. exposed. How do you know? <laughs> How do you know about the buzz? Uh, no, man. Sometimes I'd be at a no frills and, and shit looks tempting in the corner, you know? <laughs> like Zenny said, for a Wednesday, okay. For Valentine's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, you need to come yeah. correct. I'll, it's it's funny you guys mentioned though uh, flowers versus plants. Not now that we're you know getting a bit older and thinking about the economics of uh, flowers, kind of has has changed up a bit. And and I think some people prefer plants because they last longer. So is that is that a consideration? Like if it was a plant from Raba that you can keep for a minute, would you rather? I I think it would depend on the person too. I mean, I like plants, and I mm -hmm. um, actually brother and I just had a disagreement about this he says I have too many plants I said I don't but if you are someone who likes plants then yes but otherwise I think it's it's actually a lot of time and effort to take care of plants while they last longer um it you might be giving it to someone who doesn't care to take care of plants that's true that's true that's and it's true. the same thing with flowers too you might be giving them to someone who doesn't care about flowers I know I have some friends who love flowers any day of the week and then I have some friends who are like oh god flowers and they just kind of throw them away the next day. So just, it's also, you know, a big part of gift giving is finding out the person's, 
you know, what they prefer and then giving them what they want. I think now I prefer to have a, to have a plant because it will last longer. And I, I like plants anyways, and we don't have enough. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks for that. We got a few more days, babe. Yeah. We'll just cut that off. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just deal with that in editing. At the end of the day, you just want to be with someone who's going to care for you. And it's really a matter of effort and thought when you go and buy someone flowers from their local grocery store because you forgot or when you order something in advance, right? So mm -hmm. I wanted to open up the question to the madam too. Given what Eloia and Zenny said, if you bought your girl these flowers from Raba, would you tell her that it came from Raba or run the risk of letting her kind of do her <laughs> investigative work? Let me jump in here because I feel attacked. Kind of mixed signal signals too. So like I'm hearing it's okay sometimes, but not okay other times. I get it. You know, one of my early, I think I was like 17, early odd jobs that I had is I, I worked at a flower shop. Um, and one of the things I had to do, I used to like deliver flowers. Uh, I used to go to nurseries and actually buy the flowers at cost. So I quickly got an understanding of like how much flowers actually cost flower companies. And then on top of that, I actually got an understanding of like what good flowers look like, what fresh flowers look like, etc. So, you know, so there are days where I, I'll be in a rabbit and I'll see, yo, those are some fresh flowers at a reasonable price. So I'll grab them, you know, maybe put it in a vase and whatnot, you know, oops, mm -hmm. brighten up the house, you know, so I think I do agree. Yeah, there are times where that's acceptable. But you know, there are other times where if you have to hide the fact that you got it from Rabba, you probably shouldn't be getting them from Rabba. Like if you're peeling off stickers and you know, trying to <laughs> present as if they were some, you know, fancy flowers, you got it from a floor shop. So I think you already answer your question there, right? But um, I have an arrangement with my with my wife. It's an open book. Like if I get flowers from Rabba and she says, yo, enough with the flowers from Rabba. Okay, I'm cool, mm. right? We have open <laughs> lines of communication, you know, shot in the air, you know? So, yeah, yeah, that's true. And that means a lot from someone who once gave me a rose from a convenience store. And not to- Sometimes uh, they be slapping <laughs> Sometimes they slap Okay, okay, quickly, there's a story behind that. There's a story behind that. It goes back to what Eloé is saying that it's, it's, it's different when you're like 29 and 30 and you know, you're like looking for flowers and arrangements, but we're mm. also like 21, 22 yeah. uh, in undergrad and still counting our coins. So exactly. I also mm. was very, I really appreciated my convenience store roses, but story behind that, we'll come back to that. I want to let the other guys get in. Yeah. Laurent, were you saying something? I, I think you wanted to jump in. Yeah, no, I was just saying this is a great opportunity for you and Batter to take notes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I got to get more plants. That's, that's number one. But yeah. Yo, we got extra, go. fam. We got extra. <laughs> you can have one. <laughs> yeah, I was actually saying, so I actually ended up in a, a situation like this inadvertently. So, uh, so I met uh, the sister of a longtime friend of mine. Um, in 2017 i always knew of her I, I would see her around and i always felt that she was cute and then but i finally got to meet her uh, she was visiting uh from saint lucia and i got to meet her and talk to her so i was you know i shot my shot you know did was doing my little courting thing and she went back to saint lucia so valentine's day was coming up i met her during like the christmas holiday and valentine's day was coming up so i figured you know i'd try to do something nice uh you know during the courting process and get her something right so I asked a friend of mine, one of my best friends, who's now a police officer. So I'm like, okay, can you do me a favor and get her an arrangement of flowers and a bottle of wine? I didn't even know if she was into wine, but I was like, okay, just as a surprise and take it to her job, right? In your uniform, make it seem like a thing. So I trust this guy with my life. So I'm like, all right, just do this for me. You know, I can't remember what we arranged in terms of like the money, but I think I sent the money down or it was, it was, uh, it was supposed to be all set. So this guy... <laughs> My homie, he waits until the last second to get the flowers. So all flowers are sold out. So he has to pretty much go to the supermarket and get a single rose. I don't even know if it was a real rose, but it was one of these supermarket roses and a supermarket over-the-counter bottle of wine. And he delivers this. And then he calls me after and he said, bro, he doesn't tell me he's doing it, right? He says, bro, I couldn't find a bouquet. I just got this. While I was there, I saw someone else delivering a bouquet of flowers to someone else. So I'm like, oh man, this looks bad, right? 
So I try reaching out and explaining, right? And she's like, no, no, it's okay. But when I tell you, I felt like the ground would consume me. I just felt so bad. Not mm -hmm. so much for the fact that it was like, you know, if you're if you're strapped for cash, that's cool, right? But first impressions, I'm like, no, this can't be the first impression. I thought I was doing something real fly and that would like sweep her off her feet and it, it just backfired on me. So like if I had my choice, I wouldn't do it. Um, and if I was forced to, I'd probably try to figure something else out that would have like a more sentimental meaning as opposed to just getting the flower from, even though you can kind of make that a thing too, but I, I, I would find something else, uh, you know, do something and try to be romantic with it as opposed to getting the supermarket flower because like women can tell, like they, they'd be able to tell if it's like a high quality thing or if it's not, um, mm -hmm. not so some, some women, it doesn't matter to them, but first impressions, you don't know, I would just go the safe route. And did she know right off the bat or you just, just offer that information? she's first of all my mistake i believe she's catholic so she's not really into drinking um so that was oh. one mistake so i, I shot can. myself in the foot on that one and yeah she could tell she could tell that the flowers were not high quality but she didn't mind she 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 was cool about it so i give you 10 out of 10 for thought though yeah, that man. you put a lot of thought into it did it materialize uh no we're, we're still very cool but we don't live in the same place so it's kind of uh, like okay. Yeah. yeah so maybe one day maybe one day I'll, I'll send her this episode of the podcast and try to you know, <laughs> see how it works out <laughs> you know what's that big head with a yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness yeah well keep us posted on that keep us posted on that we will cover that in season three like a mis misconnections kind of episode sounds good sounds good uh, let me tell my story real quick uh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. Real quick, real quick. This story is an emotional roll call. He needs to tell his story. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, no, I got to give him a chance well, to defend himself, you know? Zenny, who's on this call, you know? Yeah. Once upon a time, once upon a time, a man had a little money, you know? And uh, he decided he was going to get some jewelry. Being the, the baller, quote unquote, that I thought I was. I went to Swarovski, right? And I'm like, I'm gonna get like a necklace and some matching earrings, right? I had no clue how much they cost. I just like, in my head, I was like, that apparently that's like a nice place to get jewelry, right? So I go and I'm like, all right, I need a, a necklace and, and some earrings. So I see it in like this, you know, reasonably priced. Okay, cool. They, they come, they bring out earrings, like the the, the lady at the, at the cash, she's like into it. She's like, oh yeah, let's get you, get her some nice earrings, you know, how about these? And like each earring was more than the necklace right so i was like nah okay you know i'm trying to pretend like i'm balling on a budget i'm like i'm looking for something more you know subtle you know something more uh, not too you know in the face you know i don't want to be tacky here you know so mm -hmm. so you know, all right yeah 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 so <laughs> so all right dodge that bullet you know i got the jewelry got you know the earring and the necklace you know and i thought i felt so Big of myself, I got a nice little bag. They got like, they put like a little bow on it and some tissue paper in the bag. And I'm like, all right, cool. The second I leave, right, I call Zenny, who's my wife now. She was my girlfriend at the time. I call her and I say, you know, I'm trying to find out where she was. She's like, oh, I'm at Robarts. Uh, and she goes, oh, are you buying me flowers and chocolates? And I was like, uh, <laughs> no. And she's like, oh, don't get me anything too crazy. I just want flowers and chocolates. And I'm like, not only did I not think of flowers or chocolate, they were significantly cheaper than the, the option I opted for. <laughs> On top of all of that, not, there was not a single flower for sale or reasonably priced good chocolates for sale anywhere. I ended mm -hmm. up, so back to the flower from the convenience store. I don't know if you guys remember, there used to be a convenience store that, what is it, G's Fine Foods? G's Fine Foods on, mm -hmm. uh, on uh, Bloor Street near St. George. I the go in there. Flower destination for in the city, <laughs> bro. I go in there and I'm like, "Yo, you, do you have any flowers? Anything?" And they're like, "We only have single roses." And I'm like, "Yo, give me your best single rose." I got a. They have like cards at the cash register, like get well cards. I got a blank one. Got a pen. Wrote something in it and furiously ran down to Robarts to go give her the gift. Long story short, I get there. Right? She sees the necklace and the earrings and all that. And she's not impressed by that at all. She just cares about the card and the sentiment and all that. And she liked the earrings and necklace. And she straight out, like a couple of days later, looked at me and said, you know, next time you get me uh, jewelry, just tell me and I'll tell you exactly what I want. And I was like, why? Well, I mean, those are nice, those are nice. The lady told me hey. they were nice. 
Listen, I was happy to be decked out in Swarovski at Robarts Library. I learned the hard way too about it. You gotta, it's a collaborative thing. I think I learned my lesson that day. And uh, yeah, anybody listening to this, like, if you have the opportunity to make it a mutual decision or a group decision, <laughs> do that right from the beginning. I'm glad you got a chance to defend it better because you ended up, uh, yeah, you ended <laughs> yes, up coming back down that. from 50. <laughs> We're going to move on to our second topic. It's somewhat of a PSA and will help our audience pinpoint a few poor first date behaviors. Usually it takes a while for certain deal breakers to become apparent, like not helping with any chores or not paying for anything. But some red flags can show up as soon as you meet someone. You just need to know what to look out for. We've probably all been there before at some point. If not, we've heard the stories of terrible first dates. Red flags can range from trashing exes, humble bragging, arriving super late as examples. But I want to ask you all, what do you think are red flags that people should be on the lookout for during first dates? So for me, I've heard time and time again, a man not paying for the first date. Well, what, did, what did you say your friend said? Run without shoes. Run without shoes. <laughs> don't look left, don't look right, just run. <laughs> yeah, without shoes. For, for all the men's listening on the episode, that's, that's, that's going to put you on thin ice. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to open it up for you guys. You, might, you guys might disagree with that, but what are some like red flags that you should watch out for right at the beginning? Or some stories maybe that you've heard? about real like big red flags i guess i can start this one off um if she follows the kardashians that's a big red flag for me that mm-hmm. super, <laughs> as soon as i see that I'm, you're oh, cutting out a lot of females bro and just I'm, letting you know I'm, that from you bro shade room like i used to follow the shade room so maybe not so much but i stopped following them any if there's too much of that type of stuff i'm out so that those are the red flags for me mm-hmm but a question for you what if what if she likes it the way you like sports you know because on the flip side there's guys that like sports quite a lot they indulge in sports you know some women some women might not get it not not be a huge fan of sports but you know she she's kind of patient with that she follows the sports that you follow well what if her thing is like keeping up with celebrities or yeah keeping or up just with like watching bad tv mm-hmm. yeah maybe it's her guilty pleasure a little bit of trash TV. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind that, but I just, if you're obsessed with like how these people do things and like I'm seeing like similar characteristics and stuff and just an overindulgence in that, that's, I'm, I'm not saying it's a deal breaker like completely, yeah. Yeah. but no, I'm not, I'm not with it. I remember people, who are, hmm? people who are watching, watching it, not like ironically watching it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, it's an obsession kind of thing. Like, I remember there was one time I was dating this girl, and this was around the time when Jordan Wood, who you know I think is fantastic, when when she when when they kind of had their split. I remember um, I was dating someone at the time, and she kind of posted that she wants to be the substitute friend for Kylie Jenner. I was like, oh no, oh no, this is not good. You know what I mean? Dude, she wanted to be the substitute friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Like, um, um, that was kind of like a red flag for me because, like, you want to be in that world, you want to be caught up in all that hoopla. I'm like, no, nah, that's not, you know. So, anyway. What about you, Hassan? Any any red flags for you? Not being able to carry a conversation, feeling like I guess you have to do more of the heavy lifting on that front, or like say certain things to like try and get her like engaged, where she'll seem like super disinterested or detached. So you're like, okay, that's uh. You did agree to do this, but um, <laughs> it does seem like you're so I wonder what I'm doing here. It's a con- so it's a contract, basically. <laughs> Miscommunication, but we somehow ended up at the same table, strangely enough. Um, it's mostly general. I, I, I think one to watch out for is someone getting personal during the very first date. Like, oh, very personal, man. you know? Like, oh. <laughs> oh, this is why, you know, my parents divorced. And you're like, yo. Am I gonna have the risotto or the margarita pizza? And they're talking about like <laughs> and you're like, geez, I didn't sign up to be a personal therapist, you know? There's nothing there's nothing harmful with sharing, but I feel like oversharing right at the beginning is is a red flag because you don't even know, right? Like you 
you just get the feeling that this is how they talk to anyone because they don't know you. Yeah. Um, One thing for me, uh, I don't know, this might just be me, but um, people who are picky eaters, I like food. Oh my and, God, I was going to say and, the same thing. Yeah, I mean, we are married, you know. I think that's how that worked out. I think for me, like, food is such an integral part of my life. Like, I enjoy cooking. I enjoy going and buying groceries. Like, I enjoy everything to do with food, right? People who can't appreciate food the same way as me, it's it's hard to kind of align, you know. And uh, I've been in situations where um, there's, you know, it's only specific places where you can go or specific things you can eat and it just makes things complicated. I'm very adventurous when it comes to food. So I think, you know, I, I'm not, probably not the only person who likes to do that with others, right? So, you know, as a first date, you know, going to a restaurant, trying something something first, um, is something that a lot of people do, right? Um, but for me, like if, if that person is very picky, um, that's, that's a major deal breaker and it becomes hard to actually enjoy the experience, you know? Um, having been married for like, Four years like my wife and I we're totally aligned like when when we talk about food and especially food um it, there's no like disagreements whatsoever like we're very like adventurous um we're not picky at all and I guess that's kind of how things have worked out so uh like for instance like I can go to McDonald's like we can go and get McDonald's she'd be fine with that right but there are certain people who will not eat McDonald's whatsoever I'm not saying go to McDonald's on your first date right mm-hmm. That's, uh, kind of that's probably what it sounds like, Sam. That's kind of what it sounds <laughs> like. But I'm also not trying to be, this isn't class warfare either, you know? So there, there, if you want to ball on a budget, that's possible. Maybe not McDonald's, but um, I don't know. I don't know if that's a, that's a thing for other people. Like if that's you would just to go to certain places. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I feel like you can actually tell a lot about somebody's personality based on the food that they eat. Like if they order their steak well done. Yeah. That's that's a no go. Savage. I feel like you can tell a lot about their personality. <laughs> yeah, I know. Or if they're like, I don't eat sushi because I I don't I've never t- tried raw meat and I'll never try it. Like yeah. somebody who will never ever try a certain food, yeah. I feel like that eludes a lot about their personality, about their you know small mindset, as Laron yeah. said. What about medium well? <laughs> medium well is, is better. <laughs> you put some thought into it. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's like, a, you know, I might not steal second base, but I'll, I'll take my foot off the pad, you know? Yeah. Wow. You really want to impress her, though. You say medium rare. <laughs> Why, though? Here comes the guy that likes it well done. You know, <laughs> Yo, there was an awkward silence. It was like, he didn't want to. Like, Yo, no, stay, stay with your chest, bro. Don't worry. We're like, no, 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 no. Because no, I actually don't get like how, how you can tell, like, I guess from how they have their meat done, what their behavior. I don't get, I don't get the correlation. It's, I don't get it actually at all. I think it just like it's a kind of an assumption that when if you like your meat done um, in the medium rare, you're more open minded, okay. adventurous, and then if you're like, I only eat it well done. High risk, high reward, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see. I think you had you had something in terms of red flags. Yeah, like maybe somebody who's overly negative. Like I, if someone was just like, just always had negative things to tack on. Like, why would you do that? that's stupid or that Oof. would be i would leave Oof. before the or it ended yeah. at this big age yeah okay if someone has bad breath do you tell them they should have known better they should have yeah. prepared they should have <laughs> known better that's part of that's part of the test <laughs> i think i think after enough uh, after they observe you looking at the ceiling enough times you know <laughs> together, looking you know, away <laughs> they offer you gum like 10 times People have their off days, so it's not to say that uh, <laughs> you should write them off completely. People do have rough days, you know. People do have that time. They can't get to the grocery store and, or, you know, they can't get to their shoppers in time, right? But I know you got you to gotta be ordering those uh, sweet drinks to help you mask that. I feel like there's Even some, a little bit of water. No. Yeah, sweet drinks. Sweet drinks are not it. You have to drink water. Yeah. If you drink yeah, exactly. drinks, that'll actually make it worse. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, that sweet man. water breath. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The sweet drink yeah, breath. No. 
to learn, something to learn. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. Make Going sure with you water. Your, your, your water after your coffee. Always. 100%, 100%, 100%. Oh, that's a lifesaver. Got some tips for us today. So let's move on to our main topics. To post your significant other or not to post, that is the question. Now, you might not be big on Insta, social media in general, or maybe you've made the conscious decision to keep your love life private. This can be a contentious issue both ways. To a lot of people, posting your significant other to social media makes it official. I don't know if I would go that far, but in my opinion, it is definitely a big step in the relationship. However, many people don't see it that way. And a 2014 study from Northwestern University found that people who posted their partner on Facebook were actually more likely to be insecure about their relationship. But a more recent study from the University of Auckland in New Zealand found that sharing photos about your partner on social media actually makes for happier relationships as long as you're not oversharing highly personal information. And an even more recent study done by me found that you should always be skeptical of recent studies. <laughs> that being said, I'm interested to hear from you all. What do you think? Do you expect your partner to post you on the gram? And does it say something about whether they post you early stage, like basically, does it matter to you? And when, when would you expect that that and help that to happen? I think that it is, a, it's a declaration of your love. It's a public statement that I am with this person, this is my person, and we're now together. And usually couples coordinate on their first photo, mm. like their first like a uh, uh, public photo together. Yeah. Um, and- This is FYI, by the way, to fellas, don't post your girl yeah on social media without having a first never you know, like ever a, post submit your first draft never That's post without like, <laughs> submit your first draft don't, you know, don't be going for the very first photo never <laughs> usually in my experience it's like one person will be like i want to post this picture and then the other person will be like all right i'm gonna post this picture mm. and i think that the, that mutuality is it's it's better but if um but also, if you don't post each other at all, that's fine too. But usually for the very first photo, it should either be together or you should just keep your relationship off of the gram. Because people like to make assumptions about uh, your relationship based on what you what you post. Mm -hmm. So if one person does post a photo, and usually there's like a little cute caption to go along with it, mm -hmm. and, and you've tagged the person, people will go to that person's uh, page that you've tagged. And if there's no photos there, sometimes they like to ask questions and make assumptions. Mm -hmm. So to avoid that, it's better to just either don't post or post together like Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan just did. <laughs> mm. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> that's interesting that that's like so coordinated because I always used to see the, like the differences like person who would post like, like with their partner like all the time every other post mm -hmm. over and over and over again and you could, you could like you could see that as like a specific mission statement and then the yeah. ones that you had you had no idea they were in any relationship whatsoever i didn't know it was that coordinated but mm -hmm. i guess it was like each was with a specific perspective in mind like i have to show this or i'd rather keep this private which i mean i can understand both mindsets yeah it's it's probably different too when you live with it with that person so it's kind of like inevitable that they're going to show up on your post if you post frequently but i will say i i there have been times where i'm like are you gonna post about me that's mm. that's the truth i'm not gonna lie yeah i've done true. that and i and i'm talking to better who's like i'm really sorry to expose you but i think we have to do this for for your audience better but like he's really bad with his phone and he's really bad with his social media so sometimes i have to prompt him and that's that's, that's <laughs> the truth <laughs> I feel attacked. All right, about it. You know, you're only allowed one fight. Everything she said is true, so I have no defense. I am bad with my phone and social media. I rarely yeah. post, but I do know that because, you know, Zenny has a lot of close friends and family on her social media, so she likes to share with them, and they also share, and that's their way of doing things. So I get that, and it's uh, I've tried to... I've tried to be mindful that it, you know it matters to them, so it should matter to me. And um, you know, it's regardless of the merits behind that, 
That's a whole different very, conversation. I that's know. very diplomatic, babe. I, I'm trying to say, you know, <laughs> all that to say, if she posts something and tags me on her story, I got 24 hours to repost that, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if if I let that clock go out, oh, you know, like, we don't like, post a lot in general, yeah. so... I think it is something that you know I am a, in a lot of her posts so it's it's more about like me not posting about her rather than like the importance of social media it's not social media necessarily isn't that important it's more like she's trying to get me to engage with her especially right so um yeah I think I think I can do better I can do better I think I post <laughs> I think I post more now that I'm a father a lot yeah. about before I was a father I was just like I ba- I was barely on social media like you would look at my Instagram and they have like a screen time counter and it would be like two minutes per day like it would literally be those times checking oh I've been tagged in something right so mm. so yeah if it's important to your partner then you, sh- you are obligated to make an effort but if it's that important that it's like a deal breaker then maybe yeah there's a discussion needed there you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also that I mean to be to be also fair, there are people out there who have who've made a career out of their social media. So I'm sure this opinion um, is probably going to be different in their situation. But yeah, for me, I, I I do start asking away. We're not myself and my are not on brothers' social media when days pass. Yeah, and then and, and batter to, to to your to your to your credit, you've been you know you've been your points per game average has gone up. Let's just say that. <laughs> you're I'm trying. So you're, you're you're definitely trying. You're definitely trying. Social media. I've, I've seen a lot of posts, batter. I've seen a lot of posts. Yeah. Yeah. You. <laughs> you know, I appreciate you guys noticing. You know, <laughs> from because you know it's only up from zero from no posts. You know, so yeah. It's it's yeah, easy exactly. to be like, oh yeah, that's all you post, but I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, you're trying. What's the you're language? Trying. The engagements are up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so so Asana Lerone, do you guys wanna jump in in terms of uh kinda where when in the relationship you think that that becomes an emphasis or would you try to, you know, and keep it off until you, I don't know, feel super confident about the relationship. Well, is it a time thing for you or is it a feeling? I'm more free yeah. flowing with it. Whatever, whatever yeah. happens, happens. But definitely there's like a level of security. I feel like um, yeah. involved or uh, just contentment with the direction of the relationship. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And one thing that to, to watch out for is sometimes that um, posting or not posting is seen as a barometer for your confidence in the relationship. So I feel like from a guy's perspective, we might get accused of not taking the relationship serious. Is there another person <coughs> there um, if you don't post? So if, if you are like a more private person, um, it might be hard to translate that because it, it might cause suspicion as to why you're not posting. So, Lerone, if, if, if you were presented with that and, and a girl kind of pressed you to post and said, like, you know, we've been dating for three months now. Why am I not anywhere on your social media feed? Like, how would you feel about that? To be honest with you, I'm not sure I'll, 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 uh, I would post before I get married. Um, my relationship with social media has kind of been evolving over the past couple of years. So just to give some context, uh, I remember there was one time I, I did an internship. And I had, you know, met someone who I hadn't seen since I was like five or something. And they were like, hey, how's the internship going? And I was like, just taken aback by that. Cause I'm like, how the hell do you know that I, and then I figured out that I posted something about the internship. So it was a little bit uh, weird for me just going through that. And um, like, I see examples of people who post stuff and people who don't post stuff. And um, I don't know, I think I'll kind of play it by ear. Uh, but I know for sure it won't happen until I get married because, like, I don't want to have to, like, I want to post something and then have to take it down. or And also, like, I'm just also, like, a private person. I, I feel, I don't know, maybe maybe when the family comes around and there's, like, a, a group photo to share, maybe, maybe at that point. But 
yeah, I don't fault either way. I think either way is good. It just depends on the specifics of your relationship. So, but for me, I don't think I'll do it until I get married. Yeah, yeah I get that. I have a huge family, so we have a lot of cousins around our age, and uh, some of them will like be dating people, and we'll bring them around to family parties. But it's not when they get posted on social media and everybody gets on the group chat. And we're like, oh, who's this? some unnecessary pressure to the relationship. So I, I think that's really reasonable too. Uh, that's a great point, Zanny, by the way. it's uh, It adds a lot of pressure. But is it because you guys talk about it amongst each other, ask more questions or uh, about the person and they feel like, oh, okay, I got to like, address all these questions. What do you think it, it is in terms of adding the pressure? I think it's just when you post someone, it's, it's a very like permanent thing um, once they've made yeah. their way your social no, media no, no, it's not. I, I reject that because i've seen people <laughs> who post like and, and this is something fyi for everyone you can post your significant other but if you guys are not married i would hesitate in terms of making them a collage of your entire social media because i've seen people where every other post is their partner then boom like the next week all of those posts are gone yeah that's exactly it so that's why it's better like Lauren said in my opinion, to wait until you know for sure that this person is, it's, it's your person and they're going to stay your person. So mm-hmm. that's usually after marriage because it's, because when you post them, you're kind of inviting, you know, speculation and that kind of stuff into your, into your relationship. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I can get to a really unhealthy place. Like there's also some people who post and um, they're not even in a very particularly happy relationship, but they're constantly posting. And that's like, Sometimes it could be like a mask. It's, it could be some. Uh, it, it could be because you're insecure in your relationship and you're trying to convince yourself that you're really happy. And so, um, yeah, I think it's better. Like for me, when we got married, I didn't even post our first photo until like a year after our marriage. And I really battled with myself about whether or not I was going to bring this to the to the internet. But mm-hmm. the photos were so beautiful, so that's why I wanted to post it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I remember I was asking you like. What was going on? Like, where am I at? You know? <laughs> I had to let him know I was married because some people didn't even know. So I just had to let him know I'm, I'm off the market now, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Those were no, amazing think, photos, by the way. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah, it's one of, it, it, it's one of those things. You, you, uh, we had discussions about it, too, because you're, you're not with social media. It's... Um, a lot of people show their highlights and, yeah. and there's a lot of people that are, are struggling from a mental health perspective. And we covered this in a previous episode, right? So I think Laurel mentioned uh, comparison is a thief of joy. So it's it's kind of that, that wariness to post too much because your happiness, you never know, it might, it might translate into resentment or jealousy from others. So I think a lot of people are, are kind of leery about about sharing too much. I think the one situation that very awkward to me is when one person posts like their significant other all the time and the other person does not post them at all. I think those are, it's not to say that the other person is doing anything wrong, but it's, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm overthinking it. It seems kind of weird to me. It is, it's shady. <laughs> it's, it's shady, you know. They, you know, they, you know, they. You're being they really diplomatic the, about it, Hirsch, too. But like, yeah. we all know, some of us would be like, "Oh, what's going on here?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, okay. you know, they, 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 they hit the lobby button on the elevator. You know, they're <laughs> <laughs> they're on their way out a lot of the times. I feel like so, but that's not. It's it's it really with these topics that we're we're bringing up. A lot of the caveat is it depends on where you stand and it depends on your um your circumstances mm-hmm. so it's 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 fun to talk about but we uh, we all acknowledge that it really depends on your own personal circumstances um with regards to how you view it but nonetheless very funny points that you guys brought up now i wanted to move into our final topic the age-old question literally which is, does dating get easier or harder as you get older? This is a loaded question, and there's a lot of factors to consider, but that's what we're here for. We don't shy away from these topics, and I'm not going to contextualize too much because I want you guys to share your views on adults or by like my 
opinion on the outset. But I wanted to pass it off to you, Lerone, to kick us off. What do you think changes in terms of the way you approach dating as you get older? Go ahead, Lerone. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm in my early 30s now, and um, I think it's a little bit of both. In some areas, it gets more difficult. In some areas, it gets easier. I think, for me, the areas it gets easier is that you have a clear understanding of your boundaries. You know what type of personality types don't, you know, mesh with you. You know what red flags to look for. You've kind of seen certain things before. So it becomes easier in that sense. You're very clear about what you want. You articulate that from the beginning and um, you make an adjustment based on your boundaries, right? So when you're dating when you're younger, you kind of have like a very wide-eyed, somewhat reckless approach to dating where it's kind of like you're just young and you're doing whatever. When you get older, it's kind of like, nah, I need to kind of be more strategic in how I approach this. In that sense, it becomes easier because you have a very clear view of what you want. It becomes more difficult, well, for me particularly, because at this phase of my life, I'm very focused on like my career and setting up my life. And a lot of that can be done in a relationship and having a union. But for me, when you're kind of focused on your career and trying to get things together in your life, looking the way you want it to look, because when you're dating, particularly early, there's a certain lightheartedness that's expected and whatnot. So I do miss the younger me in the sense of that wide-eyed, naive, just carefree going into dating in that way. But I think it's a mixture of both. I think it's easier in the sense that you have clear boundaries, you know what you want, you're upfront with what you want, but it's more difficult in the sense of when you get older and you're trying to solidify the trajectory of your life and whatnot, sometimes it can pose challenges. But if you meet someone at the same place, then it, it could be it could be great. So yeah, I think it's a combination of both. Those are all good points. Those are all good points. I think one of the other challenges is that you just don't have as much time, right? You get older, you start getting into your responsibilities, you have work, you're exhausted, you're you're trying to move up in your career. It becomes a bit harder to kind of carve out that time to really make that meaningful connection. When we started dating, me and my wife, we were, it was like class nine to 11, one to four, and then the rest of the day you're kind of set to do whatever you want, right? So organizing things, impromptu dates, stuff like that was a bit easier because you can kind of schedule as a student. But I feel like when you get older, becomes a little bit more rigid your structure your schedule what is it you're looking for so i think the important thing that i wanted to highlight was that yeah as as you do get older you get busier which means that whoever your partner is you need to be more involved with what's going on in their life right you know there's only so many hours in the day as you grow hopefully you can grow together and help each other with what's going on in each other's lives and be more involved and that way you can there'd be a lot more overlap in your interactions communications and like how you grow i mean i'm I'm not dating obviously but in this pursuit of companionship i feel like as you uh, mature in your age there's I, i don't know if it will make it easier but i feel like that point in your life you know exactly what you want you know exactly what you tolerate or what you are willing to tolerate so in trying to find that person you want to spend most of your time with, I think it might be easier to to choose, I think. Or it should be, because you know yourself better. A good point. You can get to know yourself a bit better, uh, so in that way it makes it a bit easier. But I wanted to ask my wife and, and Zenny, the stories you hear from your friends, because last episode we, for the first time ever, we touched on the topic of Toronto men's. And their unique quirks when it comes to, you know, the dating scene. So do you feel like as, as, as your friends are exploring their options in Toronto, it, it is as much of a horror story as some make it seem? To make a long story short, on behalf of my friends and on behalf of myself who has to listen to all these stories, I would just like in, to invite all men in Toronto to do better. That's <laughs> what I have to say for, to that. Um, agreed, agreed. You know, my friends are not even talking to Toronto men. They're talking to guys from out of the, out of the city. They give up on Toronto men. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because they exchange there's so rates? Many, there's so many amazing women in Toronto. They just so many. Way yeah, outnumbered. So many. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, Laurent, what do you think about that? 
Yo, mind you, the wrong. Careful. <laughs> I think I'll sit this one out. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I told you guys, you're Yo, you threw the young, man a grenade, a live grenade. Well man. behaved in Toronto, know, man. Right? This man just threw me a, 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 an album for life. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you gotta think on your feet, you know. As anywhere else, there's good and bad people, and you know you just have to look in the right places. I think mm. there are probably more good men and women than we think and then we then we know it's just a matter of how to get those people to connect, to connect. and that's where yeah. we have to do our job as couples people to bring our the good people that we know together mm-hmm. foster more relationships mm-hmm. i'm not getting in between any of those <laughs> no no i learned my lesson i think uh, anybody who tries to play matchmaker oh you don't even know what you're getting yourself into because if it blows up you're you know you're left holding the bag and now you have two awkward friendships to manage so that's just a caveat. There was that clip that we shared in the group chat this week where a guy was barking rah, 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 and said, you know, that's a, I'm a big dog. You better recognize to a woman. I really don't think anyone thought like that. I don't think so. <laughs> I think that's yeah. just a grandma. Yeah, yeah. Who talks like that. Yeah, I'm weak. It's a lot of men. When you laugh at that, you're like, you can see that happening, you know? I'm weak. just just to add this like toronto women you guys you know you guys have your bad traits too now (laughs) we don't throw chairs off of and let them know man remember that chick that threw a chair off a balcony and almost hit someone in the head and stuff oh yeah 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 she got a a bottling contract out of it oh my god Keep your furniture in your house. That's the lesson of the day. And even Chair Girl, she grew. She matured. She's different now. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. I haven't been keeping up, to be honest. So, Chair Girl, if you've rehabilitated yourself, good for you. <laughs> but even then, that's not a good example. Didn't they shut down, like, an entire video shoot when someone found out that she was going to be involved somehow? I read yeah. that. I read that, yeah. I, I think she was yeah. in a Drake video and they, they removed her in the edit and then they uploaded the video. <laughs> yeah, no. don't, don't go barking in no girl's uh, DMs. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. you, think you're good. No, 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 no barking on this side. Yeah, I'm a big dog, eh? I'm a big dog, eh? <laughs> <laughs> the, thought, the thought that, like, if you just don't bark in the girl's DMs, you're already yeah. like not the worst, you know. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> the bars in hell. I know the bars in hell. I think that was a that was a quote from Callie back back a few episodes. The bar is in hell, so <laughs> you just gotta clear it. <laughs> Yo, can I say this? Can I just going back to red flags? If I hear a girl say, "Are you stupid?" or "Are you dumb?" I'm running. Yeah. That phrase is a big red flag. That phrase is a red flag. <laughs> oh my god i can't i can't even tell you yeah that that that, that one is that that's good that's good that was a good one no, that was that was funny well, we could talk about this forever but I, I wanted to thank you guys again we're gonna end off the episode there thank you guys for your time today thank you for your perspectives for our listeners thank you for tuning into today's episode as always we hope you found this insightful We hope it made you think, and we look forward to having you join us for the next episode. Be safe, everyone. And if you enjoyed what you heard on today's episode of Say Word, please follow us on Instagram at the Say Word Podcast. Subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts. These simple gestures for support go a long way. Thank you, guys. That was a very uh, fun fun episode to record.